Tom Rocker from the Brisbane Lions. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. David Mundy from the Fremantle Dockers. Taylor Walker from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Bob Murphy from the Western Bulldogs. It's Brad Ebert from the Port Adelaide Football Club. I am Andrew Swally from the North Melbourne Football Club. Shannon Hearn from the West Coast Eagles. Hi, I'm Gary Ablett from the Gold Coast Suns, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. It is your final week of fantasy football for 2017. Hello, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. And a monster episode lined up for you. The final podcast of the 2017 season. We're going to review our way through all 18 AFL clubs from a fantasy perspective. And to help me do that, I've got a large portion of the panel joining me in the studio. Hello, Jimmy. How are you, mate? Oh, hi, hi. Look at the nice and up and about from you. Uh, Tim, mate, as always, a pleasure. The, just the key writer at coachespanel.com.au this year. Look at you, mate. Yep, good day. Oh, look. Fine, just take the compliment with them very nicely there. Uh, Rids is on the line, mate. Hello. Good evening. And uh, Ben, as always, but I feel like I talk to you almost every second day now. It's good for us. It's great for me, Matt. I don't know about for you, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the current setup. Yeah, no, I am too, which is good. Okay, boys, there is plenty of stuff, like I alluded to just a minute ago, that we need to get through. I am going to assign you some clubs in just a moment, and we're going to review club by club in no particular order how they've gone from a fantasy football perspective. Before we get there, the elephant in the room. Lots of people have been tweeting us, sending us, uh, getting in touch with us via Facebook, going, who should I get this week? Who's got a ripper matchup? Generally, generally, it's people in AFL fantasy with trades. A lot of people have no trades left in Supercoach or Dream Team. You might have one, and if you've got more than two... Seriously, what have you been doing? You should have used them all by now. So here's my answer for you. If you are wondering who's got a good matchup this week, go to coachespanel.com.au and I'll make Tim over here has written a ripping article for, I don't know, the past 75 years, uh, which is looking in depth at who's got a good matchup this week for you. He'll break it down for you across the positions. All that sort of stuff is there. Check it out, coachespanel.com.au. If you do have a trade this week, uh, or in AFL Fantasy, where you've got the multiple trades and you're pretty much doing sideways flipsy dips, that is where you can go and find out who's got a good fixture matchup this week. Hashtag Port Adelaide. That's kind of all you need to know, really, isn't it, Tim? Port, Essendon, and uh, Brisbane. There you go. All right, there you go. Pick someone from those teams. There you go. Uh, Fair enough. Okay, boys, what we are going to do, like I've alluded to now, we are going club by club, and we are going to review these teams from an AFL fantasy supercoach and dream team perspective. But I want you to break it down to me into four categories for every single one of these clubs. First up, I want you to award from that club the 2017 MVP, the best fantasy football player from that club. The second player and category I want you to tell me is about Someone that for you to consider the next year needs to have a ripping preseason. Maybe they're on the verge of that, uh, you know, joking never again list, or maybe they've kind of burnt you a little bit this year. Regardless, for you to consider this person once again, they're going to have to have a ripping preseason in 2018. Now, I know everyone's burning up the track in preseason, but as you watch them and observe, they're going to have to do something special to get back into your good graces and to pick them. The third uh, sort of review I want you to give us is a, someone that's a good keeper league long-term prospect from this club and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what you boys have to say taking some notes and uh, going to the trade table very early for those sort of players and then the final one is your from the club someone that's on your 2018 salary cap watch list someone that already yes it's the uh, end of August and we're a week left in 2017 but no they've just you've just written the name down you're letting other people know going to help you for 2018 so an MVP someone that needs a lift in a big preseason a keeper league prospect and also someone who's on your salary cap watch list for 2018 Tim we'll go to you first let's start at the West Coast Eagles walk us through your categories and who have you got Okay, the MVP for West Coast in fantasy footy this year, I've gone Elliot Yo. Ooh, yeah. I don't think he's quite the highest average in fantasy dream time. I think uh, Gaff might be slightly ahead, but okay. Yo being forward eligible yeah. has obviously trumped that. And he, look, prior to the bye especially, he was just probably the most informed forward across the formats. Yeah, which is ironic because he was informed because he was playing in defence. Yeah, there you go. 
So, look, he was probably the number one forward in Supercoach and Fantasy Dream Team for much of the year. Yep. Probably until the last couple of months, I reckon. Yeah. So he sort of moved out of the back line a bit, and that dipped his scoring. Would that be right? Yeah, a little so, bit. Yeah, yeah anyway. he, he was flipped around when Jay, Josh Kennedy was moved out of the side with injury. They flipped him forward. There's at times they used him in a bit of a run-with role through the midfield as well. But yeah, yeah certainly has looked very much at home when he has played in defence. Yeah, so he'll probably be a defender next year. But this year he's the Eagles' fantasy MVP. All right. Needs a big preseason. Look, there's, there's nobody I would really have in that category. And that's from the point of view of I can pick guys like Darling, but... You were never going to pick Darling in fantasy footy anyway. You better. So there's... <laughs> Actually, so guys no, like that. pick him, please, pick him. <laughs> so there's no one really in that category. The closest I come up with is Scott Lysett. Okay. And that's more if you don't trust him to be over injuries or things like that. Okay. So if you look at him and think, yeah, he's played one game for a low score, should get a discount on that in some formats. Um, could be next year's mid-price. Who would you forward. pick over Nick Nat or Lysett? I'd take Nat Newey. Okay. But Lysette could be a cheap ruck forward next year mm. if people like having the cheap ruck forward. Yeah, you like running the gauntlet? Yeah, all right. Well, there's no Kervis and Ryder this year. Yes, true. No, fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Fell yeah. James didn't work so well the other year, but... Yeah, no. Lewenberger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this goes on. So, yeah, that's that one. Right. Keeper League prospect. Pains me to say Don't it. Don't do it. So we won't say it. But I think everyone knows who it is. Say it. Just say <laughs> it. Because it could be someone's first episode and they think you're talking about McGovern. Dom Sheed. Average 86. and you're sound lo- of my soul died. You're losing Sam Mitchell and you're losing Matt Prittis in the midfield, so I can't really say someone like Redden who's already averaging in the 80s and seems to have picked up a little bit this year. Wow. So Sheed's probably more in line as a young keeper league prospect from the Eagles. Wow. Okay. And you said it before, the watch list for next year has got to be Nat Newey. Yep. Especially in Supercoach. Oh, yeah. Um, just depending what they price him at. I mean... Knowing fantasy, he'll probably be about 500000 so we can probably scratch him there. But in the other two formats, should be quite discounted because hasn't played a game for the whole season. So All right, fair yeah. enough. I don't mind it. Don't mind it at all. Uh, Rids, let's go to you. Let's talk about the Melbourne Football Club. Who have you got for those categories, man? Okay, so what was the first category, sorry? The MVP for 2017. So, excellent. So, I really struggled. <laughs> So, I ended up landing with Michael Hibbert. Yeah. But, it, yeah, there isn't any MVP at Melbourne. Yeah, look, Gorn, people would have thought he would have been at the start no. of the year, but injury got in the way of that plan. Yeah, no, no Gorn. So, yeah, no, it came so. down to a a battle to the death between Hibbert and Clayton Oliver, and I couldn't have either of them. And then Nathan Jones has missed too many games. Mm-hmm. Jordan Lewis has been awful. Like Christian Petrarca didn't come on like we hoped. No. Bernie Vince was terrible. Fantasy wise, they're actually quite an ordinary team. Mm, interesting. So I don't know what we can read out of that moving forward. But yeah, so Michael Hibbard, mainly because he's played seventeen games and he's gone at, you know, mid nineties, so yeah, he'll have to do, I reckon. All right, fair enough. Who's the guy from Melbourne that needs a big preseason then for you to get back into the fantasy radar? Okay, so it's not so much that he needs a big preseason, but I reckon that he's going to be priced nicely. Yeah. So when I say nicely, he's going to be about 10 to 15 points under what he could probably do. And that's Jack Viney for me. Ooh. So I reckon there's a bit of value there. Yeah, there is. Does role come into so, it at all for Viney? No, nah, not anymore, I don't think. So I actually think he's pretty much moved past that, you know, with Bernie Binskin in the roles and stuff like that. So, And being the captain of the club, he goes out and hunts the ball. So, I mean, it's only really been his foot and a few injuries that have held him back this year. So I think if he has a good preseason and he looks fit in the preseason games, he's probably the one. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'm intrigued to see who you've got as the keeper league prospect for Melbourne. Got a very young side and a couple of very talented options through there. Uh, who's the guy you're going to give it to? Uh, there's a standout option. The rest are rubbish. So <laughs> um, Clayton Oliver is the standout option. Yes, he is. So in his second year of football, like proper football, because um, he's gone at 101 in Dream Team. Yeah, even more in Supercoach. Yeah, I yeah. think it's like 110 or so. 
I mean, the kid's an absolute stud. And we're talking about a guy who rocked into the system, not really fit. Mm. So, I mean, he's only going to benefit from another preseason. So, yeah, he's he's the one. I know that you're referring to Brayshaw and Petrarca and a few others. Hogan and Gorn. Yeah, nah. Like, it's it's Oliver. Oh. Oliver's miles ahead of all of them. Yeah, no, fair enough, too. And uh, who's the guy, from a fantasy perspective, in the salary cap formats, who's right on your watch list for 2018? Well, there's only going to be one option here, isn't there? Oliver? No, I was going to go Max Gorn. <laughs> Maxi Gorn, like, I mean, priced at sub-90 moving into 2018, I think he's just an absolute bargain. Like, any pre-season whatsoever, he's pretty much... I mean, I think... Is it possible that um, 100% of um, coaches in all of the fantasy games in 2018 will have the two starting ruckmen of Natanui and Gorn? It'll be a very popular combination. I, I can't remember a, a really seemed obvious value ruck one two. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you can choose, you know, Grundy at top price over a Gorn, say, in Dream Team. Yeah, 15 points. And I mean, yeah, and Goldstein, God knows where he's going to be. Like, I mean, he's not, he's not even VFL standard at the moment. So, I mean... Yeah, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. So I reckon those two are going to be the standouts, aren't they, really? Yeah, no, I like those picks. Looking forward to seeing how they go in 2018. Jimmy, let's talk, though, about the GWS Giants. Sure. The the MVP this year, I think, is a a pretty obvious candidate. Pete Shaw, without any questions. Done. Lock him in. Um, No, Josh Kelly, I think the hype's warranted there. He's he's done everything and more than we thought he possibly could this year, and... uh, no, well, uh, well-deserved medal, I think, on uh-huh. that count. Uh, so that's an easy one there. Uh, my guy that needs a big preseason before I can look at him again is uh, Matt Kennedy. Ooh. He's um, he played sixteen games this year so far. I uh, don't know if he'll play this week or not yet, but mm-hmm. um, but sixteen games, but didn't really lift the way that we thought he might. He's uh, he's very good at a, a little hair ruffle for his mates, yes, but he is. Uh, not so good at finding the pill, unfortunately. So. He's, uh, he's a highly rated kid. He's got talent to burn, but yeah. uh, hasn't quite put it um, into Dream Team if translation he, uh, yet. If he moves clubs, I believe he's unsigned at the moment, and mm-hmm. him and Smith and Hopper and a few others, it all kind of hangs on what happens with Josh Kelly contractually, I'm sure. Yeah. If he does move clubs, would you consider him a little bit more? I assume it depends where he goes. I was going to say, look, you can, um, you know, Jack Steele sort of um, yeah. comparison, I suppose. So, yeah, depending where he goes, what sort of opportunity is promised and... Uh, and again, just how his preseason goes, I think uh, he'll be on the radar there. But uh, but I want to see something to sure. to do it. Um, the the keeper leg prospect. Um, well, there's the basically the full list there. I suppose <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot you could look at. I wanted to to highlight though um, Tim Taranto as much as anything else. He's yep. um, rather than uh, just go yeah Josh Kelly, he's a long term sure. star. Um, you know, or Dylan Shield or 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 um but Tim Taranto is um he'll be on a lot of keeper lists already, but he's the sort of kid that could get squeezed out of a lot of teams okay. and could well find himself sitting there on the waivers or available for trade early in the preseason. Uh and he's one that particularly if you've got a young list or you're looking to rebuild a little that I'd be targeting fairly aggressively, I think. All right. Uh, and the watch list for next year, uh, because I'm a sucker and I've learned nothing and I love the bloke, is Brett Delidio. <laughs> Um I know we've spoken in depth recently about um, not picking the injured guys uh, because there's a high likelihood they'll get injured again, uh, as he did this year. A few um, times. A few times, uh, consistently. Um, from three games so far, um, he's only going at 63, though. He'll get a discount for mm-hmm. only playing four for the year, assuming he plays this week. Uh, so if he is fit for round one and he does a full preseason, he's going to be hard to ignore in the forward line, oh, given his price. Don't do that um, to me. So yeah, that's um, I'm setting myself up to get burned again. But yeah, you he's, are. He's firmly on the list there. It's going to be fun anyway to watch. Uh, look forward to watching how your 2018 goes. Uh, Benny, talk to me about your Hawks. Yeah, mate. So I think there's a pretty clear MVP, um, Tommy Mitchell was the standout fantasy player, I think, um, in Dream Team this year and pretty well in Supercoach as well. So, um, you know, pretty obvious selection there. The big preseason is someone who um, is, again, relatively obvious, I think, um, Jaeger O'Meara. 
I just feel that we that he's still got so much to offer. Another one, like Jimmy said, you know, very, very injury prone. But look, at the end of the day, we've seen what this kid did in his first two seasons in, in AFL footy. Um, showed a little bit on the weekend, obviously getting back into it. Um, if he has a big preseason, I'd be very confident that he's... Um, probably going to be in my team and make me pull my hair out again but that's the way fantasy is I guess uh, keeper leagues can't go past Ryan Burden or even James Sisley I think either one of them uh, long term next 10 to 8 years you know you've got an absolute superstar in defence um, Ryan Burden might also come into the midfield at some stage so you really can't go wrong with either of those two um, for the watch list I think Kieran Lovell is the guy to be to be looking at closely. Hawthorne's trying to get a little bit of youth into that midfield, and I think that you can't really go wrong with this guy. He was such a such a ball winner at junior level. Um, obviously, had a few injury concerns, but he really looks like a a really intelligent user. He's a, a small boy, kind of uh, very similar body t- body style to Sam Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, Alistair Clarkson is quite a big fan of that so I, I'm going to be watching him closely I think there is a chance he might make it onto my team yeah, look he'll be dirt cheap for you next year he's relatively cheap in a couple of the formats this year but yeah he's going to be riding cash cow contention for us next year yeah absolutely I mean um, at the end of the day we're going to pick any any cash cow that um, is you know is there for us but I think Kieran's almost a guy that we could Really hold on into the latter half of the of the year because he's uh, he can really find the ball and he's um and he's pretty pretty damn good with ball in hand as well, which is something that obviously Clarko and the coaches um love at the club. Yeah, well, he had mid forward status this year, so look, hopefully he can just hold that for us next year as well. It'll be nice to uh, pick up another potential DPP mid forward option. Uh, Tim, we'll fly on back to you, and I've given you the fun one. You've got the kangaroos. Can we just skip this section? I don't think there's anything worth talking about. No, here. I really want to hear what he has to say. This is good. I'm All making right. you work, man. Okay, so the MVP isn't actually that hard when you look at it. I've gone Sean Higgins. Yeah, that's fair. So yep. Higgins has been a 90s plus average in all formats this year. Yep. If you'd started with him, he's been fine. You know, he hasn't even really missed many games. I think he's just one game. Yeah. So Which is good for him. You would have taken that. Yeah. I mean, it's good for anyone. Yeah, well, You'd true. take a 21-game season yeah. averaging in the 90s as a forward. So, yep. Higgins is the man there. Yeah. Um, needs a big preseason and possibly a change of clubs. Todd Goldstein. Fair call. Hmm. So, if Goldstein's still at North next year with Proust, I would be surprised if many serious players pick Goldstein as their starting ruck, especially given other options around. But if he changes clubs... And looks like he's got a starting gig somewhere, a bit mm-hmm. like Wits did this year. Then could be the man again. Any clubs uh, that come to mind for you straight off the top? Uh, anyone in the panel that's got it feels like would be a good place for him to go to and maybe fantasy relevant again. Doggies. So maybe the dogs. Yeah. Maybe the dogs. Okay. All right. Hmm. Interesting. There we go. The keeper league prospect for North. Bruce. I suppose would be the one. Okay. So that's assuming Goldstein moves on, but even if he doesn't, I mean, Bruce may well take over in a couple of years anyway. Yes. He certainly seems to score well enough when he plays as the sole ruck or as the main ruck. When he scored lowly, it's usually been because he's playing with Goldstein and Goldstein's been the main ruck that day. So Okay. Whether or not he turns out to be a good footballer, he seems to score well for fantasy. Yep. Bruce, well, so. That's all we care about, from a fa- at least from a fantasy coach perspective. Yep. All right. And the 2018 watch list was a tough one for North. Uh, I've gone for one of Fox's mates. I think one of his preseason mates, Mitch Hibbert again. Really? Look, it's really hard to pick one. Who who I look at and like, absolutely, I'm going to go for, watch for this guy next year for North. So Can I throw one out there? Go for it. I'm going to throw out a Ryan Clark. I like yep. him. So what's Clark's average this year? What would he be priced um, at? Sort of three, so he's 66, but in his last three, he's averaging at 88, and his last five is 80. Which is Dream so Team, was, by the way. Yeah, this is Dream Team. So he's pushed into the midfield in the last five weeks from a small forward role. So I actually think he's the one that could take that next step next year. All right, so he's probably going to be priced and... 300s in... You'd be, you need him to be listed as a forward and play midfield, yeah, basically. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, I think he's going to play forward. Oh, he, he, 
he should be mid-forward, okay, going into next year because he has played a lot of um, forward, especially early on. But his last four DT scores have been 81, 101, 85 and 78. So he's, there, there has been some sort of progression there as he's moved into the midfield. Got plenty of it too as a junior too, if you want to go and check out some of his TAC Cup numbers. So there you go. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, MJ. I think um, in the latter half of his TAC season, his under-18 year, he averaged close to 40 touches at, at one point in the year. Um, it was unheard of. And I think even... Even to this point in TAC numbers, he might actually have the highest average over over an eight-week period. So if there's a guy that can find the ball, it's Ryan Clark. All right, there you go. I think Matty, Matt Crouch had a 38 disposal average. Didn't yeah. He? Was that tackle? or was that something else? Under-18s, maybe. Everywhere he goes, it feels like at the moment, that kid just gets the ball <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, all, all those right. guys, Lovell um, and Clark, and uh, who's the St Kilda one? Gresham. They were all mm-hmm. huge ball winners, weren't they, in the yes, juniors? they were. Uh, speaking of St Kilda, let's head to them. Rids, you've got the Saints for us. Walk us through. Ooh. Who is uh, their 2017 MVP? Okay, so this one was pretty easy. Like, um, I ended up tossing up between two, but I landed with Seb Ross. Nice. I think um, he's had a good enough season now to be like, he hasn't quite moved into the Uber echelon, but he's definitely in the premium and he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Now, I mean, I just want to throw out, the the other guy I was looking at was um, Joey Montagna, but because he's been injured, it sort of made it a bit difficult. Not Dylan Robertson? No, well, Joey Montagna's averaged five more in um, Dream Team and AFL Fantasy than what Robertson has. Yeah, fair enough. So I thought Joey Montagna was definitely the one until he got injured, pretty yep. much. All right, I like it. Who's uh, the guy that needs a big preseason for you from the Saints? Oh, well, again, this one's a bit obvious. Like, So I don't want to do obvious. So I'll do the obvious one, okay, but then I'm going to move on to the not-so-obvious. Sure. Okay, so... Um, but I did hear his name mentioned before anyway, the not-so-obvious. So the obvious guy for me is obviously Jack Stephen, okay? So... If he could have a big preseason, the Saints maybe go out and get a Josh Kelly, you know, someone who's going to take the tag off him a little bit. Um, he might be one to look at, you know, around that 90 average for the year. Yeah, I like it. The not so obvious is the guy that Tim just mentioned alongside of um, Clark and a few others. Gresham. And that was um, Gresham. I actually think he moves into the midfield next year. So I think he's one priced around the same price tag as a Ryan Clark, you know, the mid-60s, mid-to-low 60s. Um, so I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on if you're looking for that. I, I really do think, like, F3, F4 can be a 350,000 midfielder. We saw with Jack Steele this year, didn't we, how yeah. well that turned out. So I really think that's one of those lines that we can take a bit of a punt on. All right. Does that mean he's also your keeper league prospect from the Saints? Uh, yes, it does. But I I went someone different. Okay. So obviously I would have had him as my number one prospect, if that makes sense. Sure. But I ended up going with someone a little bit different with this. So um, I'm actually going to call out Josh Battle here. Mm. So I like him because I he's got a massive, massive tank. Okay, we've got question marks over McCartan at the moment, and with Rewalt retiring, I actually think there might be a spot for a Josh Battle moving forward. Yeah, finished school too. Yeah, <laughs> so I um, the other guy I wouldn't mind like keeping an eye on, especially in keeper leagues, because I think he's going to be featuring everywhere in the free, like the waiver wise and stuff, is a Freeman. Yeah. So I just think, yeah, he's worth having a little bit of a sneaky. And Freeman could have also gone into that Jack Stephen category if I wanted to do the negative side of it. So, um, But I just wanted to make sure that I thought Gresham was the one who takes that obvious step next year into the midfield if he gets another year under his belt with the preseason. And who's the guy on your watch list? Uh, Well, Nathan Freeman then comes the guy. But I was going (coughs) to... I'm going to call out Bailey Rice as well on mm-hmm. this one. I actually think he's very close to breaking into this team. So 
I think if it, it all depends on what happens with a Joey Montagna. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely one. And I think the other guy that I'll, I'll mention, okay, it's a bit weird with Saints because they're really a nutty team, like, but they've got so many good, cheaper options. Yeah. Um, David Armitage, if he gets traded somewhere, I think, you know, like, say, Gold Coast or a Brisbane, he's definitely worth having a look at. Yeah, no, certainly is. Uh, all right, Jimmy, you've got uh, the Essendon Football Club lined up for us. Who you got? Sure. The uh, the MVP there, I've I settled on Zach Merritt. Yep. Settled. Um, he only just won it, I think, in, in my eyes. Um, okay. Because Hurley was the number six defender by average across the competition yeah, uh, nice. in Dream Team, so uh, and fairly high up there in Super Coach, yes. I think. So that um, yeah, going at ninety five for a defender, very very handy. But um, Zach Merritt at one hundred and fifteen, I think, just uh, just trumps just that. Just snakes over the line. Yeah, for just you. gets there. Just right. gets there. Uh, my preseason guy that really needs to impress me before I can pick him again um, is Andrew McGrath. Mm. Um, I love the kid. He's an absolute jet, and he will get better. Yes. It's just a question of whether it's this year or whether he's going to be Callum Mills. Okay. That's the... You're a bit worried of the second year fade-out. That can happen. Not not necessarily even a fade-out. It's um, when he does get that chance to, to play a little more free-running, sure. um, to push into the midfield or to rebound off half-back a bit more, where he's got a bit more control over how much ball he gets and what he does with it, then, um, yeah, I'll be all over him for okay. sure. It's just whether that's going to happen this year or the, the year after, sure. I think. Um, my keeper league prospect, um, I've gone a little younger again. Uh, someone that um, you may not even pick now. It's just uh, waiting for the draft to come. But mm-hmm. uh, Josh Begley, I'm a, a big fan of that kid. Okay. He's um, he's built very, very nicely. Um, there's a lot of talk of Laverde and Langford being the next uh, young bombers to step into the midfield. Sure. But, uh, from what I've seen of Begley, I wouldn't be surprised if he overtakes them fairly quickly. So All right, he's one that I'm keeping a very close eye on there. Um, and my watch list uh, guy that um, yeah, is, again, a very good keeper prospect, mm-hmm. but um, it's not even watching him. I'm locking him in now, is Joe Danaher. Um, I, I love watching him play. He's great fun to watch, and uh, that in itself, uh, alongside his scoring ability, makes him an easy choice for mine in all formats. All right, fair enough, man. I like it. Look, the Bombers have plenty of good keeper league prospects too. Absolutely. Yeah, if a parish picks up a forward status, yeah, that's it. Zach Merritt's not exactly H and D either at no. this point. So no, he could go all right for a few years yet. Yeah, no, there's so. a couple of good little options there as well. Uh, all right, we'll keep moving on, Ben. You got the Sydney Swans as a club lined up for us. Yes, I do. The MVP I gave to was Isaac Heaney. Um, bit of a close one with Lance Franklin. Uh, my decision for Heaney was simply that we got to get we got to purchase him at a cheaper price, seventy three in Dream Team, seventy nine in Supercoach. Yeah. And since then he has not missed a game. Um, and you know he's averaged ninety four Dream Team, ninety nine Supercoach. So. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, we get to we got to buy him, you know, coming in at round five, which was around the time when we needed to make our first upgrades anyway. So it's, it was kind of perfect for us. He's done very very well. Um, so yeah, and he's a, he's going to be someone for the next five years to be watching very closely, if not longer. Big preseason. I've got Ollie Florent, um, mm. who obviously didn't um, produce the numbers that many of us were thinking he may have done this year. Uh, He played more as a small forward than possibly some expected. I thought he might have been a little bit more wing. Um, Obviously, another one that showed a lot in his junior career. He's he's fantastic in and around the packs. He's actually a very, very good um, in-tight ball winner, Um, even though his size isn't, isn't huge by any means. He's very, very good at ground level, so I think he's going to be someone that um, it would take a very big preseason for him to uh, get into my team. But sure. I think that Ollie is someone, you know, for the future to be watching. Keeper league wise, I think Will Haywood is a very, very obvious guy mm-hmm. to be watching and really try and get him as soon as possible because there's only one way up for this guy. And he's um, very, very intelligent with ball in hand, dominated the juniors again, but he, he really showed it this year. Um, in a often depleted Sydney forward line, he's not even a forward essentially by trade. He will play a lot more midfield. So I think there's only one way up and he's, he's probably like low, low value at this stage. You might be able to get him on the cheap. Yeah. So 
He could um, even be in the waiver wise if you know, depending on the size and depth of the league you've got. Oh, that would be an absolute dream, MJ. But um, hopefully, you're playing against some people that are definitely <laughs> rate him a little bit higher than that. But uh, Callum Mills will be the watch list man for me, and I, I, I'm a little bit similar to Jimmy in the way he was keen on Danaher. I think Callum Mills is someone that I. I find it hard to believe that he won't be in my team, yeah. um, obviously injury per, uh, permitting, because I just think now's the time. They've got, to, they've got to throw him into the midfield a little bit more. He's pretty well delivered what he delivered last year. Of course, he got yeah. um, injured earlier, uh, very early in one of the matches. I think he might have gotten a concussion, and he scored one in Dream Team, one in Supercoach. So when you factor that out, he's actually done exactly what he did the year before. Um, and you can just see the, the class oozes out of him and Sydney's just got to keep on replenishing that midfield and making sure that they don't drop off substantially. So, and obviously a couple of those, a couple of the uh, midfielders are getting a little bit on in years. So mm-hmm. Callum Mills is someone who I think you've, you can almost you know, lock the key away with him, but he, he will be on the watch list. Yeah, I think so. That's good ideas. Uh, let's head back to you, Tim. Uh, it's a pretty easy first up MVP when we talk about Geelong. Do we need to spend much time on that, or are you going to give us a nice little sneaky pick here? P Dangerfield. There it is. <laughs> I don't think you get much debate. Oh, P Dangerfield. Look, Duncan's had a very good year too, but in comparison to Danger, you got what you paid for, didn't you? One thing I will say on Danger is he's had one of the great super coach seasons it's of all ripper. time. I mean, he's potentially the highest average ever in Supercoach. Mm, Could question. be wrong on that, but he's 135. Since round seven, his average in Supercoach is 149. Oh. If he didn't spend the entire game up forward against Carlton because he was sort of resting, he's essentially averaging over 150 in the last four months. It's insane. Ridiculous. All right. Yep, nice and easy. Lock him in. Needs a big preseason. A uh, guy who a few of us have had at times in the last two or three years is on the run home. He's a mid forward. Is Stephen Motlop? Really? Motlop. Yeah. We had, did have surprised. him on the run home. If you remember, he was quite cheap and he was a roller coaster uh, like anything. Yes, he is. That's right. Um, this year he hasn't really been a roller coaster. He's just been one down. way straight. Hmm. So his average is still seventy. So his first half of the season was okay. okay. And second half, it just hasn't been there. And I'm not sure if he needs to change clubs or get fitter or change role or what. I'm not sure, but that's just why he needs a big preseason. All right, fair enough, too. All right, Keeper League prospect for Geelong was tough. And I guess it depends how in-depth you're looking at it. I mean, Look, you really could go don't have any and great go kids. Dangerfield, couldn't you? You could just go top of the tree and go P well, you Dangerfield. Wouldn't, you wouldn't say that, though. You might say something more like, well... Menegola or Scott Selwood sure. if you think look these guys are actually premium mids and mm-hmm. not everyone rates them as such so if you think that then you could go with them yeah um, you're really scraping the barrel for kids though Geelong don't really have that many great kids Collegiasny's moved up to the wing a bit maybe depending on the depth of the really sort of but one. if he moves up to the wing then you're talking keeper league prospect does he become just a pure mid and if so do you want him no. at that role what about what about Parfit He's actually impressed me hugely. Yeah, he's done well playing as a you know small to medium forward. He's got some wheels. Yeah, he's all right. I think Tom he's Stewart's improved a bit. Yeah, you need him to get kick up again to be an eighty something to be like a long term keeper. Okay, I think. All right, all right. There you go. Look, maybe Hopper will end up there from GWS, and you can change it. Who knows? Oh, linked to Devin Smith too, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're linked to everyone. Uh, Gary, um, there's your keeper late. And <laughs> last one, the watch list yep. is Joel Selwood. Oh, He's yeah. just very cheap because he keeps getting injured. and Yeah, he's had a couple of low scores in there. But, so his average is 95 in Dream Team, 102 in Supercoach. Yep. And pretty much every year he's above that. So Yeah, all right, fair enough. Uh, let's go back to you, Rids, and uh, the reigning premiers, the Western Bulldogs. Radio. So this one's easy. So we'll just fly through this one. Okay? Beautiful. So the MVPs, Jack McRae, have no to be. There's no one else in the mix, no. really. Um, so is that is that simple enough? Yeah, perfectly honest. You're not going to get a complaint from me on that one. Yep. So next year to look at like big preseason, whatever. Blah blah blah. <laughs> 
So there's three obvious guys here. It's Jason Johannesson, okay, the first choice. He's actually hasn't gone that bad, especially in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy. He's still averaging 77, so it just goes to show, like, I mean, this guy could actually go mid-90s to 100 comfortably over the next couple of years in that format. Um, mm. The other guy is Tom Libertore. We don't know where he is this year. He's... Um, I think he's still Parthian playing cricket, isn't he? A test cricket or something? Yeah, yeah, in Vietnam, yeah. Scoring yep. tons and stuff. With Colin so, Miller, yep. Yep. And the other guy um, is the obvious one for the package, um, Jake Stringer. Like, anyone, if he's under, he's priced under 60, mate, in Dream Team, <laughs> super coach. Like, it's going to, if he has some sort of pre season, like, geez, it's going to be hard not to say jump on, isn't it? Yeah, he's tempting. Yep, so what was the next category? Uh, the next category is the Keeper League prospect. Again, very easy. This one's Bailey Dale for me. Mm -hmm. This kid, he just smells Rolls-Royce. Yeah. Jeez, he, he reminds me, the way that he moves around the ground of a Jack McRae. Yep. Um, and he's got some goals, like goal sense about him as well. So he's going to be a mid-forward for a few years. So yeah, but this guy is absolute jet, I reckon. Yeah, I like it. Yep. And what was the last one? Uh, the last one is the 2018 watch list. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it, any of those guys I've mentioned earlier, okay? But, I mean, I, I'm interested to see whether Tom Boyd, okay, is still a ruck forward next year. Mm. And also, Tim English might be one. So if they don't go out and recruit a ruckman, Mm -hmm. or a full-back slash centre-half back, I almost have to think that Roughhead will go back to a full-back role, um, you know, and then Tim English may very well get an early run at it. Yeah, no, interesting point. Certainly, I think the trade period is going to sum it up a bit for him. Is uh, the Bont any chance at forward status? No. Well, that was quite definitive there yeah. for it, wasn't it? Uh, the good thing well, is you got to you're going to figure it out. It. December, mid to late December is when the position. Well, you think about it. Um, so the mid forwards this next for next year, okay? We're looking at the like you've got Robbie Gray and Travis Boak who are absolute locks, I think, for mid forwards mm -hmm. this year, like moving forward. Yep. So they're going to be hesitant to drop any more of the big guys. Yeah, it'd be interesting, especially in Super Coach. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens because you are going to lose a couple of the bigger ones rolling through there. Uh, there's a few that may pick up positional allocation up elsewhere, like a Gunston may end up keeping the dual role of defensive forward there as well. So, look, it's going to be fascinating to see what extra forwards Surely we get not. or not. What? Do you reckon he will? Gunston? He's only played four or five weeks in the back line. Depends what the qualifications are for him, I don't know. Uh, I tell you, I'd be very surprised though if he gets it. I would have thought that it would be more injuries that made him play that way. Yep. So, I think um, like with that, I'm not sorry. Whoever's got Hawthorne, sorry. Oh, um, we've already done them. They're done. Yeah, too easy. So yeah, I would have thought that um, injury affected players like you know they've had Frawleys and the Birchels and all those backs out Strattons and so on and so forth. So. I would have thought like that meant that Sicily and you know Gunston and stuff went back. So usually they're a bit hesitant to do that when there's injuries affected. Yep. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see what our champion data do with their allocations and then say a drafting format with Ultimate Footy, where they're the only of the other formats that kind of add on their own uh, additional positional allocations. Uh, as you pointed out, it will be very interesting to see what we do get or what we oh, don't sorry. get. And, like, I was going to mention one other guy for um, the Bulldogs, sorry, and that's Josh Dunkley. Yep. I think we've forgotten about Josh. So he's definitely one to keep a sneaky eye on. Yep, I like it. All right, we'll power through these final eight sides. Jimmy, you've got the Adelaide Crows. Sure. The um, My MVP there is uh, is not Rory Sloan. I've gone with Matt Crouch instead. Yep. Uh, he's only seven points behind Sloan from a, a real dream team point of view, or AFL fantasy point of view for the mm -hmm. year. Um, and but he's been consistently good. He's had a, a low score of eighty this year compared to Sloan, who's had a low of about sixteen, I think, several times. So <laughs> he's um, going at one hundred and five average this year. I think uh, that takes it out there. 
Um, the guy that I want to see have a big preseason is uh, Charlie Cameron, mm-hmm. um, whether that's at the Crows or elsewhere. Um, I'm interested to see just how well he goes, what sort of role he looks like getting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be priced at uh, a little under 70, I think. So that makes him a, an interesting option, especially mm-hmm. if he retains his Ford status. Yep. Uh, the Keeper League guy, uh, besides the Crouch brothers, is um, Tom Lynch is the one that I really like there. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's always going to have Ford status. You're not at any risk of losing it like you are with a lot of other dual position type Fords. Um, but the guy I wanted to ask you about, MJ, was uh, Jordan Gallucci um, as a first round pick uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, just what he's going to do over the next little while. Yeah, he's developing okay in the sample for the Crows. Uh, yeah, he, he'll, uh, he's a very good player. Um, but I, I uh, think you'd be able to pick him up crazily late in a draft. Yeah, I think so. so. I, I think uh, there are some other crows ahead of him in a keeper league concept. Yeah. Uh, someone like a Riley Knight yes. who's moving up to the midfield a little bit more. I'd probably have him considerably ahead of a, a Galooch, but he's uh, certainly got some wheels about him, Galooch, and uses ab- the ball all right. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if we're looking at him as a, a late draft pick, yeah. if uh, he's showing a little bit in the preseason, he's one that uh, I just have a little eye on at this point. Yeah. Just uh, a quick one on Gallucci. I think he's missing the rest of the year with a broken yeah. door, isn't he? Yeah, no, he won't play for the rest of this year. No, that's right. Yeah. So he's a he's a next year sort of thing. Um, and then the watch list for for choosing in a salary format next year is Brad Crouch for me. Mm-hmm. He's uh, finally getting a little bit of consistency in his uh, his footy and keeping himself out of the uh, the hospital ward. So that um, yeah, that has me a little bit more interested in him next year than I was this year. And he's gone at a hundred, so that. Um, is a, a good little sign there, I think. Certainly is. Uh, let's uh, speaking of uh, injuries and hospital wards. Let's talk about a side that has been dogged about them for a very long time, the Gold Coast Suns. Benny, this will be a fun one. Yes, the MVP, <laughs> MJ, the MVP. Good luck, uh, Jared Witts. I've gone for. Yes. Um, yeah. So I just figure. Obviously presented at a very cheap price in the preseason, and he's pretty well played just about every game. Might have missed one or two here or there, but yeah, just missed the last um, couple with an injury. Yeah, yep. So, but I mean, he's just been fantastic, and most people would have would have traded him at some point. But you look at his numbers: ninety-two Dream Team, 94, uh, 94 Super Coach. She really couldn't have gone wrong. It was it was the pick of the rocks this yeah. year. So. Um, and he completely t- uh, turned his career around. So you've got to take your hat off to the big man. Um, big preseason. I'm thinking I'm going to put in Trent McKenzie there. Um, your boy. He is your boy. He is. He's going to come good for me one day. <laughs> um, no, I do. Obviously, on the weekend, he had that huge first half uh he is someone that I think is primarily a ball user. He isn't the guy that you want that a football club would want um, to be playing on a key position tall. He's just an extraordinarily good user of the ball, and he's also a good intercept mark. Um, and that's something that Gold Coast hasn't necessarily had much of, um, you know, in the, the last few years. So I think he's someone that's um, he fits a lot of their needs. He just needs to be played in the correct role. And obviously that's dependent on injuries. You know, Gold Coast has been ravaged and, and you know, Stephen May uh, has been down a little bit. They've also had Rory Thompson who's been down a little bit. So when when those two go down, you know, Trent McKenzie has to play a little bit taller. But yeah. he's certainly one that I want to be keeping an eye on. From a keeper league point of view, it's Ben Ainsworth. Mm-hmm. I think just throw the kitchen sink at this guy pretty well. All I'm going to say here with him... Um, from a watch list point of view, I would say Jack Martin is a good shout because I think uh, he is going in one direction and that is upward. He's had two seasons now of injury-free football um, and he's really starting to show his skill, actually. The last sort of few weeks, he's really had a few dominant performances in games where Gold Coast has actually struggled to maintain competitiveness, which mm. is um, a real indication of how good he's becoming. So... I think he's someone that um, yeah has to be on everyone's radar this time of year. Yeah. So uh, what position would Jack Martin have next year? Forward, just pure, uh, pure forward? Yeah, he'll definitely be forward eligible. Um, yeah, and he, I don't even think he's going to be midfield. He has played a fair bit um, up the ground, but I think he's, he's a forward man. Yep, yeah. and he's one of only three sons to play every game too. Look at you. 
There we go. Tim because that was one of the concerns with him at the start of the year is that he just kept getting injured. But yep. he's done all right this year. All right, well done to you, mate. All right, fair enough. Speaking of guys that there were some injury concerns, they may not play out the year. Uh, I think he's going to feature in this team side. Tim, we're going to talk about Collingwood. I'm alluding to one particular uh, lucky backman we have this year. Is he your MVP for the Pies? Taylor Adams? Yes. Yes, he no, is. No, I'm talking about Jeremy Howe. Who do you think? I think yeah, it's Taylor Adams. It is Taylor Adams. All right, Taylor Adams, easily the MVP. Yeah. I mean, he's the highest average, and he's a defender, so bang. Um, he'd be the top defender in the game. I think he's overtaken Doc again at the Ooh. moment in fantasy. I'd have to check Supercoach. I think Doherty might be ahead of him there. But um, Adams in fantasy anyway, so... At the moment, he's played every game. Remains to be seen if he plays this week. But even if he doesn't, he's the Pies MVP for sure. He's, uh, he's even kicked it up a notch since Pendlebury got injured. Yes. He's averaging, well, must be mid-130s, yep. if not higher, yep. in the last month. He's so. going well. Been huge. Uh, needs a big preseason. I've just gone for Rupert Wills. He was a guy who mm. basically averaged 90 on the run home last year as a forward. And he seems to get injured. Every yep. three weeks at Collingwood. So he's had one game this year and still injured. So I wouldn't even go anywhere near him unless he has no injuries in the preseason and they come out and say he's definitely going to play. Mm-hmm. So right. anyway, maybe not on too many watch lists, but for me, that's that's like one. It. Keeper League prospect has uh, probably no great surprise here, but Jordan Degoe ah. is the one that sort of seems to be the Keeper League prospect every year. You think, oh, next year will be the year. Next year will be the year. But the Pies have too many mids, so he just can't really get into the midfield. Would you have him over Scharenberg? Tough question. Uh, look, at the moment, all I'd say is Dugowie hasn't really had any injury problems. Yeah, sure. So I'd... Look, I'd probably take Dugowie, but it's easily could be wrong on that one. Sure. Okay. Scharenberg certainly, what, hit 90s four weeks in a His row His past like month's that. been very, very good. Yep. And he doesn't lack confidence either, Sharon Burke, No, so. no, he's got a bit of swag about him. Yep. So basically with Dugowie, you'd be hoping he gets into the midfield, and he will at some point, mm-hmm. whether it's next year or down the track. It sure. will happen eventually. Sharon Berg obviously isn't moving from the back line, as long as they keep picking him. Yep. Stop dropping him. Yep. So the last one then, 2018 watch list, is a guy that Pies fans everywhere have been wanting to play throughout the last half of the season, and he hasn't, and he won't play this week for the same reason. It's Kale Kirby. Hmm. So Kale Kirby's leading the VFL goal kicking. It's his first season at the Pies, first season on an AFL list, and he just keeps kicking goals as a small forward. He just knows where the goals are. So the Pies keep saying he's not fit enough yet. It's his first season. He hasn't had a full preseason, all this stuff. That's why they don't pick him, but Mm -hmm. the dude just keeps kicking goals. So surely the Pies would need a small forward to play next year. Hopefully. Oh, you could play Jared Blair. I think Blair averages less than a goal a game. <laughs> anyway, Kale Kirby would be rookie priced forward <laughs> next year if he gets into the round one team. So that's one to look at. Oh, just the thought of picking Jared Blair makes me laugh. That is for sure. All right, Rids, we're into our final five. Talk to me about the Fremantle Doggers. Radio. So MVP is going to be Bradley Hill. Yeah, the hmm. the the forward that no one would have picked out of the blue. Well, we were all talking him up as um, a possible um, draft league option this Surprise. year. So, and, I mean, I definitely jumped on him in the draft league or two. So, yeah, we made big, yeah. big calls about Hill in the preseason. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we talked him up a fair bit in the preseason, saying with the bigger expanses of the ground and stuff like that, and he'll be able to run more with the new Fremantle team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so... Um, the problem that you got, though, is if you pick him up in a keeper league, you need to sell him now because yeah. he's only going to be a mid-only. He's only going to be a 95 mid-only. So, mm. yeah, so, ew, yuck. Um, so, it needs a big pre-season. So, this could come down to about 55 of these guys on this list. Mm. I'm going to call out the sheet. Tommy Sheridan, a former Fox boy. Yeah, Is anyone probably. ever a former Fox boy? Uh, I think he's still a Fox boy. We no, just don't hear much about it anymore. Yeah, yeah he's, the, he's a silent partner. <laughs> you are, if he starts going up again, Fox will be oh, all over gosh, it. Really I, think, I think Fox yeah. delisted the sheet, didn't he? Oh. It's over. Yeah, the love train is over. 
Yeah, so the interesting thing about the sheet, okay, is every single week Ross Lyon comes out and does a press conference midweek, and he does not stop talking about Tommy Sheridan, but he never picks him. So um, it's just an odd one for me. So if he has a good big pre-season, he may very well come back into it because I believe he's been playing at Pill Thunder as a midfielder. Ooh. So if he's listed as a defender and he comes into this team, like Ross Lyon does talk about it. I, I'm pretty sure he talked about him today oh, again. Yeah. So so anyway, so that's just my guy, Rodio, just okay. to throw out there. Um, the Keeper League prospect, um, there isn't one. I don't like one player on the Fremantle list as a Keeper League. Not Lockie Neal, not Nat Fine. No, no. I don't like any of them. All right. So I'm going to throw out a guy that has shown a little bit in the last couple of weeks, and that's Ethan Hughes. I think maybe he could be worth a late pick as a defender, like in the drafts next year, moving forward. Um, but, yeah, who knows? Like, whoever they pick up in their first draft, Griffin Logues almost plays too tall, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, in yep. their back line. Um I remember having a discussion with Tula earlier on the year and it was like he's people had this unrealistic expectation he was going to just rock into the midfield. But, yeah, so it's an odd one, isn't it? So potentially Sean Darcy, I suppose, is one. Yeah, fair shout. But, but who knows, with Sanderlands, you know, and Griffin still being on the list and Rossi Lyon being prone to doing stupid things like, you know... No, I can make that call moving forward. No. So, well, so Aaron Sanderlands is running around for another year, so that'll be, you know, you're not going to well, get every game out of Dars or probably Sanders for that matter. Well, you're expecting him to run. Yeah, so he might be injured and he might be sitting on his butt all year. Do a danger but, field with him. Put him in the, in the goal square and don't make him move. Well, interesting fact was that Sanderlands signed that extra year extension before Darcy came on and was such a revelation in the fall in the rucks. Mm, so, interesting. So um and the last one, you know, moving forward into twenty eighteen and the most obvious one in the whole fantasy world is Harley Bennell. Oh. Easy. Mate, he if he scores another forty this week, he might be av- he might be priced at two hundred thousand. Yeah, that's scary because he he'll get a discount too because he's missed so many games. Not in fantasy. But he has a. Yeah, they might. Yeah, previously AFL fantasy. I know what they've done is price someone based on their previous average to be a bit more uh, authentic. Authentic is not the right word, but a closer picture to where their career history is at rather than previous seasons. So super coach and a dream team, McKay. He'll be around that two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand in AFL fantasy. He'll be about five (laughs) eighty. So I he'll, mean, he'll be cheap. Maybe not as cheap as Dream Team and Supercoach, but he'll still be cheap. Yeah, but so if he has any sort of preseason, he's named round one. You just jump on. Yeah, he'll be good. Yeah, just lock it in, Eddie. All right, fair enough too. Uh, Jimmy, your final side we've got allocated for you. I wanted to leave him till last. I think the MVP is pretty darn obvious, but we're talking about Richmond. All right, I'll try not to go on all night about this. Please um, don't. Okay, I'll uh, turn your mic off. All right. Um. MVP is Dustin Martin. D That's, Martin. Yes, done. Uh, three votes. Um, easy. Yeah. Yep, no question. Oh, gosh. Um, the guy that I want to see have a big preseason mm. uh, is Dion Prestia. He's, uh, he's gone at 82 for the year so far, but considerably higher in the last month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to see him have a full preseason. I want to see him completely over those issues that have plagued him a bit this year. Sure. Um, and he would be a very interesting proposition in a, a salary format, I think, for 2018. He screams AFL fantasy pick to me next year. That sort of guy you can pick at M5, M6, depending on how deep you're running. Yeah. Like there's, there feels like min- minimal risk with a pick like it. Yeah, absolutely. And even in a, a limited trade yeah. format, I'd, um, you know, if he's priced at 80 odd and um, you know, he's shown us a number of times that he can go a lot better than that yeah. when he's fit, then, you know, why not? Have a look. I like it. Uh, the keeper prospect, um, I'll keep, again, this list fairly short. Sure. The um, But the guy that I really like there at the moment is Jack Graham. Nice. We got a glimpse of him last week. Um, he uh, had 11 tackles on debut, which... Um, it's all right. So his, his PB after one game, I think, is the fifth highest on the current Tigers list. Um, so he's doing okay <laughs> there. Um 
<laughs> loves a cuddle. He can find the ball a bit. He's built like a, a man. He's not a your typical nineteen year old. He's no. um, very, very yeah. So um no, I'm a big fan of that kid, so uh, I'm I'm locking and loading there. Um, and just very quickly, if uh, he can find his way into the, the Richmond team, and again, there's no need to have him now, but mm-hmm. there's a guy worth keeping an eye on for a, a draft next year is Jaden Short. I see a mm-hmm. lot of Rory Laird about him. Okay. So, uh, big fan. Um, and the guy for my salary cap watch list is Brandon Ellis. Um, nice. Defender next year. He'll be a defender next year. Absolutely. Uh, he already is in draft formats, of course. Um, but given his poor games earlier in the year, he's, uh, again, going at a low 80s average at the moment, mm-hmm. but he's gone at close to 100 since round 10. So, mm. And this is for Dream Team and Fantasy numbers you're talking Correct. about? Correct, yes, yeah. yes. So um, no, I'm uh, all over him as well there. All right, I think there's a couple of Tigers that definitely caught my eye, fair enough, too. Uh, Benny, your final side, you've got the Carlton Football Club. Yes, MJ, I do. Um, the MVP was a very, very difficult decision. Yep. I think Sam Doherty just scrapes oh. in. Yeah, no, Doherty just gets it. Just gets it, right? Just gets it. Um, from a big preseason point of view, I've weighed up a couple of options. There isn't too much on the Carlton radar there, but I think Jacob Wiedering, especially in mm-hmm. Supercoach, is someone who I'm interested in. I like it. Yep. Um, from a keeper league point of view, Charlie Kerno, we've been talking a lot, so the least is he becoming better. your new boy? I just need to know. I love him, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Is it yeah. Sheed Fox territory? No, I don't think anything approaches that. No. Um, but yeah, no, there is a bit of man love there. But watch list: um, Patrick Cripps, I think, across the formats. Obviously, had a delayed preseason or really no preseason to speak of. Still stood up and did his job, um, copped another injury, but I think he's another guy that we really haven't seen the best of him just yet, and that could happen next year. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Our final two sides. Tim, you've got one of them. That's the Port Adelaide Football Club. Okay, Port's had a few guys this year. Some of them have been up and down a bit. Yep. So the main guy I've gone, MVP, is Paddy Ryder. Nice. So Paddy Ryder's ruck forward, which makes it even better. Yep. And especially in Supercoach, where he's averaging 102 and Fantasy's 91. So in Supercoach, he's actually the number two ruckman at the moment. Behind crew. Yep. Which is not too bad for a ruck forward who started off a little bit cheaper. Yeah, fair. If you started in Supercoach, the ruck combo, granted it would have hurt you in round nine, but of Ryder and Wits, the value you would have got, you would have been loving life. Yep, Absolutely. And uh, the Nan Curvis as well. I yeah, mean, people, true. Those three, if you started those three in Supercoach, you would have loved it. Yeah, um, so Paddy Ryder, worth it. Paddy Ryder's been flying home and does play Keegan Brooksby in the Suns this week. So if you've got him, he's going to be good again. He's going to be a very popular AFL fantasy trade in this week, wouldn't you think? Like with the dual position status, just sort your life out. P Ryder, everyone. Absolutely. And interestingly, he does, has averaged 100 in the past for the Bombers when he was the main ruck. Mm. He's pretty much done it again. So... Seems to be about his scoring range. All right. So, need to big preseason. I think we spoke about this guy a few weeks ago, Jasper Pittard. Yes. So, he has re-signed. Yes, now, he has. If we recall the conversation we had, Ben, uh, he may well be a guy that if he has a good preseason, you do start him and then just make sure you trade him out at his buy round. Jump off the train early. I mean, it sounds like they're going to China again, so he's probably going to have the round nine buy or something like it whenever they go. So, Yeah, look, he's st- yeah. he could go in runs. Absolutely. He is the, the quickest starter and the slowest finisher, and if you can time that run well, you're doing well. Yeah, so he's averaging 77, which isn't terrible. I think his last score out was a 90, even though he got injured. And up until the buy, I think he was averaging in the mid to low 90s, which he did last year. And I think the year before. Nice. So, look, if he has a big preseason, he will look cheap compared to what people know he can average. All right. But it'd take one hell of a preseason to go there, I reckon. All right. And look, he's got to be in the best 22. That's got to be the hard part, too. That's true. Keeper League prospect, an easy one. One of the three amigos who seem up for the Rising Star Award, Sam Powell Pepper. Okay. He seems to be likened to a bit of a mini Ollie Wines. Some people reckon that means he doesn't have as much... Scope to improve, but sure. certainly he'll improve from what he's done this year. I mean, he's averaging 70-ish. He'll certainly improve that by, you know, 20 or 30 points easy. Maybe not next year, but 
He should should be a hundred average. And if you've got a point. Port Adelaide fan in your league, I was just going to say I think um, Power Pepper is actually one of those guys that's got a lot more currency in the keeper league than he has in real value. Yeah. Um, and so if you can trade him out um, alongside a pick or an average sort of player and get a genuine premium, I'd be doing that every day of the week at the minute. Mm-hmm. There you go. Either way, if you've got him, he's uh, got good value for yeah, you. Yeah, he does. Next, last one then, 2018 watch list. Well, as Rid said before, there's a couple of guys who are going to have forward status. Mm-hmm. They'll be candidates to be premium forwards. Travis Boak and Robbie Gray. So Robbie Gray, especially in Supercoach, yeah. has been a bit of a Supercoach legend. So if you can start him as a forward next year, I reckon he'd be a bit of a popular Supercoach choice. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, you'd think he'll do all right up there, that is for sure. Our final side. Before I do, I want to run through a couple of the Nobel Coel results of the past week and a look at the overall leaderboard with one week left to go. Rids, you got the Brisbane Lions. Okay, so it was a choice of three for the MVP and I ended up going with Stefan Martin. So Stefan Martin's played 21 games for the year. He's the third-ranked ruckman in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, and I believe he's the fourth-ranked in Supercoach. So so he pips out um, Dane Beams and Dane Zorko. Okay. Um, Even though Zorko's, you know, 114 average and everything else, I just think he's a bit hot and cold, especially... You know, that last month and a half that he's had, mm-hmm. where he's got, he seems to go 40, then 150 every second week. So, um, what was the next one? The Needs a Big Preseason? That's it. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the obvious guy just to call out here is Tom Rockliffe. Yeah. He needs, he probably needs to get his shoulder done. He could be at a new club from the looks of things. So, um, yeah, if he has a good preseason and he's in a nice fix, like in a nice position, like in the midfield, yeah, he might be one to jump on again. I I don't know if I'll go there personally. Okay, is that just because of the uh, the injury concerns or the role concerns? I think there's enough question marks there now. It is, he's yes, he's pri- he's going to be priced around the 105 mark in sure. Dream Team, so it doesn't represent a heap of value. I'd much rather go a guy like a Prestia who's averaged at 80. Yeah. Priced at 80, and he's likely to go 100 plus. Sure. So that's that's just how I usually do things, that's all. Sure. Um, Keith Lee, I think this guy has could actually replace Tom Rockliffe in the midfield if he leaves the club, and that's Jared Berry. I yeah. think he's an absolute stud. Yeah, good kid. The other guy that is Alex Witherden, who's had an amazing last, you know, five or six weeks, you know, since he's come into the team. So, and the other guy that's flashy and he's shown a little bit is Cedric Cox. Mm. Oh, jeez. And then you've got Eric Hipwood as well. This team could very well be a very, very dominant team in about three years' time. Yeah, they're building just nicely at the moment. Well, they're a bit more than just nicely because, like, <laughs> yeah, I reckon they're on track, this team. Yeah, no question. Okay, so... And then the last one for me is the 2018 watch list. I've, I'm, for some reason, the forwards next year look like an absolute tasty prospect across all the formats. But this guy hasn't played a game this year. He he went up to Brisbane after um, being traded from Geelong, and that's Bundy Christensen. Mm. So he could be priced at 200000 next yeah, year. Yeah, another ripping bargain potentially on the cards. Well, potentially, yes, but like, I mean, um, yeah, like, wow. And the other guy for me is, um, there's a kid called um, Corey Lyons. Mm-hmm. I reckon he's going to be an absolute stud as well. So he's um, Jared Lyons' younger brother. He showed a lot last year in the TAC, spent a year. He's pretty close to um, picking up a game, I think, now. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's. He's going to be one that benefits greatly from a preseason. Yeah, certainly will. All right, there you go. There are thoughts of the panel as we've reviewed all 18 sides. Looking at the MVP, the guy that needs a big preseason, a keeper league prospect, and someone on the salary cap watch list for 2018. Uh, before we wrap up uh, the final podcast of season 2017, we do need to look at uh, the Nobel Coel results, which is the coaches panel coach of the year award. Technically, technically, you can still win it if you haven't joined. Technically, but it's like Western Bulldogs. Technically, 
you could still make the finals. I wouldn't be holding any breath that it happens, but it's technically a possibility. Uh, if you do want to have a crack and join the groups, uh, all the league codes are at coachespanel.com.au. Once you're in, the top five scorers from every single salary cap format are awarded points both for the weekly and then they are tallied up overall. There's some pretty darn big scores last week. If you're in some of your leagues, you saw some massive scores, some two fours and two fives. Normally you think, yeah, that's a monster score. Nah, there were heaps that absolutely belted it. And one in the Supercoach, just a lazy 2,739 from a panel member, by the way. So he picks up some big points. Uh, Tim, nice work with your third monkey mania, mate. Cheers. Had a... Had a fair round. Uh, 2,700? <laughs> I get that in a fortnight. Yeah, well, new PB for Supercoach. Yeah, I was disappointed to see the weekly winner got a 2,800. Yeah, it's slightly I mean, crushing, isn't it? Not in our league, but no. overall. All so. right, well, well done to you. Uh, Adam in Dream Team picks up the maximum points with the Adsters All-Stars. He went all right, too, with a 2,598. And then Gavin's FSC Hustlers in AFL Fantasy picked up the maximum points. 2,652. They are some big scores rocking around last week. Uh, Leaderboard, very similar position, although we did have one big mover. Uh, Someone picking up 16 points this week. It was you, Tim. Yeah, cheers. I think it's my first 16 for the year, isn't it? Your first 16. <laughs> first, as in, I think I was on zero. Yep. Well, you're on 16 on any, now, mate. So well done to you. Uh, the, the leaderboard at the moment, Dave and his cats are still right at the very top and have been there for a long time. Still gettable, though. The Will Tang Clan, James, you're there. Second place at the moment on 24. Then you've got at third place, Sam's Booms Spartans with 22. And a tie at fourth place between Valerie and Sunset, her side, and James with J-Rocks FC. Good luck to you if you're in contention. And as you've just seen with Tim, all it takes is one really big week and you could go from thinking you're no chance of getting near the top and knocking Dave off, and then all of a sudden, there you are and you're winning this year's Nobel Coel. Well, that wraps up our 2017 podcast series for the Fantasy Footy Year. Uh, impressive work from all of you. Hey, Ben, as always, a pleasure, mate. Thanks, mate. Well done to you. Uh, Rids, as always, a pleasure. Hooray. All right, uh, Tim, mate, uh, you and your Nobel Coel points. Well done to you. Yep, cheers. And uh, Jimmy, mate, nice to have you in the studio. Thank you very much. And uh, the last and the biggest thank you goes to you. You for listening, for you taking the time out of your day, your week, uh, constantly downloading, subscribing, listening, reading. We appreciate you taking the time out and uh, being a part of the Coaches Panel journey in 2017. And who knows what the season 2018 holds for you. Hopefully, you're going to win yourself some overall rankings. Good luck. Enjoy your final week of fantasy footy. And from us here at the Coaches Panel, well, we might see you soon.